Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I explore the world of geocaching. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Geocache Adventures Facebook page. You can also follow Geo Adventures on Buy Me a Coffee for a behind the scenes look on every episode. That's one word G E O Adventures. It's free to follow, or you can become a member and unlock exclusive posts and information. Your memberships go a long way for helping support the podcast and are greatly appreciated. Hi, everybody. Amy, Shadow Dragon One here, and with me today is fellow geocacher Steve Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Glad I could be here. So to start off, can you tell us what your caching name is and how you got started geocaching? My idea is Trekkie79. I actually got started with a friend of mine at work, kept talking about it, and he found a cache, and it was just such a phenomenal thing. And so I got to doing some research and thought it sounded interesting. Then one day my wife brought me home a little gecko GPS. It was a very simple one that I had to actually manually key in the coordinates into. And so we went out and tried to find some geocaches and just kind of got crazy and hooked in it. And now have found over 27,000 caches. That's a lot. (laughs) That's quite a few. How long have you been caching? Uh, Since 2009. Okay. It's pretty early on. Yeah. What was the density of caches like in 2009? Uh, They were fairly prevalent at least here in the kansas city area and stuff i mean not near as dense as it is now but it was still uh, pretty good i talked to a few of my other friends that were here from the very beginning where yeah he's like i had my 100 mile radius cleared out of course that was only 25 caches (laughs) now 100 miles is probably 3,000 caches for me yeah quite a bit more now well today we're going to talk about where I goes. What is your background with where I go caches? Uh, my very first where I go I found was one called 310 to Yuma, which unfortunately has since been archived. But it was kind of a neat one that you actually had to try to get into the cartridge and, and go like you were actually going to try to catch a train. You went to a train station and you had to go to different places and it was more of a fantasy thing of, of getting into the, to actually like say to find your or buy your own ticket or, and catch the train to Yuma. And so that to me was kind of a, a cool thing that was different than just a traditional go, you know, lift up a lamppost skirt and find a cash or that. Um, then uh, probably a year or so later, I found another one that again has been archived called Cache, I'm sorry, Geocachetopia that was written by a guy down in Wichita. And the really cool thing with it was he actually even supplied the source code so you could see what he did. And it was one you did a as a what they call a play anywhere that I just went out in a by a ball field out here near my house and started walking around and was in this fantasy world of uh geocaching finding imaginary gems and stuff like that and then once i got done it gave me the information where the final was going to be 
for when I finally ever got down to Wichita. <laughs> so that got me started to the point that I, I had to research them a lot more. Okay. So at this point, how many Wearigos have you created? I've created uh, 20 different Wearigo cartridges and found over 400 of other people's cartridges. So you've got a bit of experience with where I goes and you've seen a bit of variety, I'm guessing. I, I have quite the, the variation of it. Um, the very first where I go cartridge I created was from a, a you went around a, a mall that was in the process of dying, but you went around and pretended that you was going to talk to different people at stations around the mall and basically it asked you questions and so forth. And I had to laugh one of the people or actually I think a couple of them when they were playing it lost track of the idea that it was a virtual world that you were doing that and they actually tried to go into the mall and find the mall manager and talk to them and ask them questions about oh, this wow cartridge and uh, that but uh, <laughs> that's funny unfortunately since then the mall has now been demolished so that cartridge is gone uh I have a few others out there. Another one that was a rather interesting one I built that every player that plays it gets a different version of a game because I use random numbers in there. And so two people could be playing it, walking along this path side by side, and each one of them have different things that come up and display to them and wow. ask them different questions at times. So it really got you into what I thought, you know, more immersed in that you had to pay attention to the cartridge and and my what i thought of is a fantasy game that's very interesting so we may have already lost a few people if they don't know what a where i go <laughs> is so can Sorry. you explain to us <laughs> what a where i go cash is okay and how um, it's different from a traditional cash a where i go is kind of two different aspects. You do have the traditional physical cash container out there somewhere, but on the cash page, you do not have the coordinates for where that traditional or the final is. Instead, you would have to download onto your phone or some of the GPS devices did it. Most of them don't anymore. Uh, an actual cartridge that somebody has created this program on. And then you go through the interactive play that may ask questions. It may just kind of walk you down a path and things happen. And then once you have completed the cartridge, it will give you the coordinates of the final cache that you can go and physically sign your name on the log. Okay. So the where I go icon that we see in the geocaching app, it's sort of like what you would say the mystery puzzle cache icon would be. It's not at the exact location of Correct. where the physical container is. Okay. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I think it came out after the, the mysteries, but yes, it, for all practical purposes, it is a mystery that also requires a special device of the where I go cartridge. Okay. And because it has this cartridge, there's, it can be like a whole different game 
like you were talking about a whole different virtual game or I've seen them. The one I've done personally is similar to an adventure lab where it takes you to various points and you find an answer. And Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done some simple ones that basically when you open the cartridge up, it would ask you a simple question, you'd answer it and it gives you the answer. Uh, I've done some that when you start in there, it, basically tells you you or shows you that there's a something down the road or so ways and you would follow a path or walk toward it and when you get there it'll show you some other things matter of fact i have one other one up at a uh, one of these living history museums and actually what happens is you start and you walk down the, the trail seeing these different older houses and stuff you get to one of them it'll ask you a question and Maybe you have to count how many windows are on the front of the house and answer that. And then it'll take you to the next stage where it'll ask you, what item are you looking at? And once you go through all these different questions, then it will then give you the answer of where the final would be. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about some of the enhanced features. And this is probably by no means an extensive inclusive list. But one you mentioned already is the Play Anywhere. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Okay. Uh, where a traditional wear-a-go cartridge, and, and most of them have location-based stuff that you would have to go somewhere to be a Play Anywhere one, you literally, it depends on which type, there's even a, a couple of variations of those. The, the one that I had talked about originally there was I would just go out into an open field, start the cartridge up, and then it determines where my current location is and builds the imaginary world around me. Uh, the other type you actually have of a play anywhere is, which I have some other ones out there that I just opened the cartridge up and it just asked me a question. It had nothing to do with the, the location at all. It just asked a question like, we did, I did a series for uh, the picnics that we have here in Kansas City that you'd open up one of them and it asked, well, where was the very first Kansas City picnic held at? And you had to answer that question. You answer the question, it gives you the answer. And that one, I never even had to leave, or the people never even have to leave their desk to do that. Okay. The, the one like the Geotopia and... Puzzle 15, which is another Play Anywhere series, you would actually go out and find an open space and start it and then walk around the area simulating locations, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious if you see somebody doing that. You might see a group of people just out in a, a open field walking looking at their phone, stopping to answer something, and then walk somewhere else and just because <laughs> it's all simulated on the phone now that type of simulation can also be done in a way where you have to go to a specific location do it to do it correct correct like the one i kind of mentioned about, about or i've got or another one i've got that well that wouldn't be a play anywhere that would just be a, a normal um where i go that you would go and then as you're walking around through, it will notice 
okay, I have now reached what it calls a new zone and something could happen. And you answer that questions or do whatever needs to be and then walk again to another area and then answer the questions that would need to be at that. Okay. I have seen somewhere it goes with time restrictions on them. Can you tell us a bit about what that is and why somebody might want to do that? A couple of different ones that I've, I've done like that, the, that one I, or the one I mentioned that was my very first one, the 310 to Yuma was basically once you walked into the train station, you had to get to the, actually act like you were going to load onto the train within 10 minutes going through multiple steps because that way it was kind of like, oh, I got here to buy my ticket. Then I had to get to the baggage spot. And then I had to get to actually load on the, the train within the 10 minute time window. Uh, another one I've seen was designed for you to uh, go down a one of the rails to trails path. And it had a starting point and an ending point, And you had to make it between that in like 20 minutes or something like that. And if you was walking it, you had to walk it at a pretty good pace. I did it on a bicycle. <laughs> I don't walk that fast. Um, I've got another one that I work with. Is a, it's actually a, a play anywhere one. There's a called a hangman series that like you were playing the game hangman. Okay. I'm sorry. That's a different question. It was the uh, constellations one, but you, it made you answer questions within times, a time frame. And if you didn't answer them enough, you failed and you'd have to start all over. So oh. it was kind of a, a race type of that. Okay. So there's different ways to apply the time restriction to yeah. make it more challenging or. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just something to add another dynamic as opposed to just, you know, a simple walk out and grab a cash and be done. What about audio and visual aspects? Um, I have not done too much with the audio side. I've seen some where they'll add some different dings or bells or stuff like that. Um, when they, we used to do them on the actual GPS devices, they were very limited as to what kind of sounds that they would, would make. Through the phone, I assume you can add advanced ones and, and a lot more. I don't know with that. Visual, you can add in, you know, pictures, uh, different icons. This one that I talked about, the Geocachetopia, he actually had a some sort of a video in there that it, it morphed a picture from one person to another person in there with that. Um, I've not been able to, to do that as well. I'm not that sophisticated with my ones, but I usually do add uh, pictures of you know, like the, the very first one. I actually drew pictures of different things with, in line arts that I, you know, like stick figures that I used when you were going around the mall or the other ones, the one for the picnics, we actually had some pictures from the different picnics that you would pull up and as you were going through it to help make it more visual and enhancing. Okay. 
some people I've seen online and different articles and Facebook and stuff kind of compare the where it goes to adventure labs and some people speculate adventure labs will eventually be replacing the where I goes and what, you know, this and that, but they're not exactly the same and what they allow to do. So can you tell us a bit more about some of the differences? Cause it sounds like where I goes allow for a lot more options for what you can do. You can definitely make the where goes a lot more interactive. And to be honest, you can make them as long and as complicated as you want. Um, I've seen some 25 stage ones and, and stuff like that. Uh, the difference of a where I go and an adventure. One of the things is that adventure lab, you're getting credit for each stage or stop that you're at where, where I go like a multi or an unknown, you only get one credit for one find at the very end. Um, I personally feel that the where I go cartridge, because the programmer can do much more interactive and make you, interact with your phone in possibly a virtual environment can get much more in-depth and details. On the flip side, some people don't like it as well because of that same feature. I don't know sometimes when I'm showing up, is this going to be a one or two minute wear go cartridge or is this going to be an all day long? Uh, there was one down in Springfield area that you actually had to drive to up near St. Louis and back to Springfield and something else. So that's it was a bit of a drive. People, yeah. Four to six hours or something like that to do complete the one cartridge. Wow. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. The one I have out here that's uh, you have to walk around the park. I've actually had people taken in an hour walking around this park two or three times until they have actually been able to, find all the things that it required them to do to complete the cartridge typically don't like to make them that long but sometimes it happens <laughs> so the time can vary drastically on these definitely i mean I've, I've done lots of cartridges that were a matter of minutes almost like a park and grab and i've done others that it's taken me probably up to about an hour is about as much i had we had one that there was four of us trying to do it. And after almost two hours, we quit. Wow. <laughs> we, we were having some trouble with it. On the Adventure Lab page, it'll give you a time estimate. It calculates that. But on the Where I Go cartridges, it's up to the discretion of the creator to put that in, correct? Correct. And I mean, a lot of them will say takes more than an hour or not. But part of that also can even vary on just how well I know the area or how well I can get around in it too can right. add to it. You've talked some about the cartridges. Mm -hmm. What programming language do you create these in? It's created. The, the language that it uses is a Luau, L-U-A is the extension. Um, the original builder from geocaching, you actually had to write, actual luau code and create the stuff with it um they have gotten a couple of other 
builders out there that are more interactive, you know, point and click type things that actually build the source code in the background for you. And you really don't even have to know how to do the programming. Now, I am a programmer by nature. I mean, well, by trade. And therefore I love to go back and look at the actual source code and stuff, but you do not have to for the, the other developers that are out there now. Okay. So for somebody like me that, cannot code to save their life and gets overwhelmed looking at HTML coding, (laughs) (laughs) I could still use one of these developers to help me create something. Correct. Um, The, I've recently downloaded one called Urigo, U-R-W-I-G-O. It's built over in Europe. So you got to watch some of the stuff, the help things that I've gotten into is more, I don't know if it's Polish or German, but it's it's something from over there. Uh, it does it with kind of a, a bit of a programming interface that you'll build if statements and stuff like that. Uh, there's another one, Erigo, E-A-R-W-I-G-O, that is much more strictly a graphic interface and, and build it. I have not used it very much, so I've not much of an expert, but I do know others that were not programmers at all that have built cartridges from it. Do you know of any other software applications to create them with? Uh, the one other one I saw listed was where I go slash kit uh, put out by a guy in North Carolina. Okay. And then of course the old original builder from geocaching, but I have trouble i cannot get it to run on my latest version of windows okay that's good to keep in mind the the year i go and the ear i go are those for windows they run under the windows system yes okay they are both uh year i go is you run it on your local machine ear i go is an online builder that you build it out on the, well, you have to be connected on the internet. Okay. And do it through your browser. Do you have any tips for somebody creating a cartridge that you could share with us? Um, well, the, the number one is, you know, try to make it something fun. But uh, the big thing is, is you have to kind of stop and think, you know, what questions do I really need to ask and how can I make sure that I, they're not ambiguous, you know, like the one I kind of mentioned about where I had them going around the mall asking for a a mall manager. I didn't make it apparently as straightforward to make sure that this was just virtual, that it was going to pop up, that somebody actually got out of their car and walked into the mall (laughs) And ask for the manager. So just making sure that you really think through what the questions are and and that rather than just uh, guess because it's a little you know easy when we're talking to kind of make sure I understand. But you got to make sure when you're putting it in these cartridges what you really are wanting the person to answer. Is there a beta testing option for these cartridges? Most of these tools have a a way that you can actually do them interactive and you can, can play with them on your computer 
simulating that you're actually out there walking around the different places and going through the questions. Uh, I also highly recommend that you, once you have built a cartridge, that you actually get it with a friend and have them walk through it and see what questions they have or that it works on different type machines because another issue you can run into is different devices sometimes don't play the cartridge the same or have trouble with certain commands that are available in the there. Uh, okay. We used to have real problem early on with the GPSs crashing because you'd go into something that it wouldn't happen. So you'd have, have people have to go back and start their cartridge all over again. And I'm guessing now with smartphones, because the differences between Apple and Android, you could run into the same difficulties. Correct. And there's multiple players that play it on both platforms. Um, I'm more familiar with Android ones, and there's like um, GOH Go will play them. There is a uh, app specifically called Where You Go that is strictly for the Android. And then the iPhone has its own specific app as well, which I can't think. I think it's called. I think it is called Where I Go. I believe it is on the iPhone. And I thought one of the other regular caching platforms also played the where I goes on the iPhone, but I am not for sure. I'll have to look into that because those are the only three I know of. Yeah. So are there still any GPSs that you know of newer GPSs that can play the where I go cartridges? Anything that has been sold by my understanding, at least by Garmin, it, since uh, I think it was 2018 or 19, quit handling the where it goes. I have an okay. older Oregon that I can still play it on that I carry with me, but I play them on the phone because that's really the easiest. And the, the graphics is so much better because the older Oregons were just black and white screens and fairly small screens, especially compared to today's phones. One thing I see all the time from people about where I goes is difficulty loading the cartridges and getting them to work. Yeah. I, I, I still encountered problems as I still play them, even after playing 418 of them out there. Um, the biggest issue I have is, and I go to the, like the geocache page and find the link or the Werigo cartridge and download it. And for whatever reason, when I downloaded it, it went to a different place on my phone than where my Werigo program expects it to be. That has yes. been the biggest thing is making sure you get all those synchronized. Once that is done, usually it's not much of an issue at all. Okay. Yeah. That's the issue I ran into as well, it seems to want to go to two different locations for some reason. Yeah, I just changed everything and said, okay, you put it in my download folder and that's where I will look for everything rather than this folder for that, this app looking here and that app looking there. And Generally speaking, they've been working right. But <laughs> Okay. So 
typically once we get the file location extension searching figured out, it should load to allow you to play. Now, what happens from there may vary depending on everything. The ones that you have created, have you had a lot of people report glitches with them and crashes? Uh, Especially my early on one, uh, I would get every few weeks or whatever a log that somebody could not get it to play, couldn't get this or that. And uh, so when I got ready to create my second one, one of the things that I did was I got a group of three or four other people together, each with different devices, and we kept testing them on those different devices. For the most part, they stayed fine. And since we've most of us switched to using the phone, the crashes and the glitches have gotten fewer and far between. But I won't guarantee that they're going to run without having that. One of the other things, if I'm playing a more involved cartridge, there is an option I can periodically save where I'm at so that if it were to crash, I just have to go back to that point and start from there. Oh, okay. So that would, that's good to look for that save option then. Yeah. Especially okay. if it's like, say it's a real involved, a lot of stages. I know there is a thing called a reverse where I go. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell me about that? There, there's a couple of different variations of those. Okay. The most common there is, one is where there is was one gentleman that created a cartridge that once I play it and complete it, I'm able to go out and create my own using that same cartridge with putting special codes in. That's the one that's proliferated all over the, the world. Or so, And with it, what happens is, is when I go into it, there's not like, it doesn't tell me where I'm going or where I need to, that it just tells me I am so far away from the final point. Doesn't give me a direction. It just says I'm a mile away. And then I have to move, try again. On there, there's a button that says check my location or test where I'm at. And that'll tell me how far it is. And the idea is I keep going until I get close enough, you know, each time kind of maybe triangulating myself in to the point where I find what the final location is. Is there a limit to the number of times you can check that? As far as I know, not officially. I okay. will say I had at least one of the times I was playing it where I had checked it over 20 times and all of a sudden it wasn't updating and it was kept telling me the same distance over and over. What I ended up doing was just exit out of the, the game, start it fresh again from where I was at and then start it all over. Uh, but officially okay. I don't believe there's supposed to be a limit. But, so for that type, it's my understanding you would go typically to where the, where I go icon is posted is typically a good starting point. It, it can be. Uh, I've been known to just once I, you know, load the cartridge or open up, start it and try it from wherever I may be 10 miles away. I may be, <laughs> They're close with it. Uh, Most people do put the virtual location, the starting location of it, within a few miles and help get you going. But I've seen ones a lot farther than that 
and so forth. So no, you can start it at any point. Okay. What are the other reverse where I goes you mentioned? Uh, there are a few of them that were other people have actually built their own cartridge and you have to play that specific one, not this generic reverse where I go that you actually start it by putting in a series of numbers that it uses to determine what, where you're going. Um, I have never actually played any of the ones that are specific. I just have found them out there on the geocaching.com and realized they were there. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the one that is most common when you bring it up, you actually have to enter in three different six digit numbers and that's how it knows to determine where the final location is. Oh, okay. So it's like the same source code and it's pulling files based on those codes you input into it. Correct. Okay. Okay. I get you now. We talked about some other play anywhere is a, a couple of, cool ones that I've seen where they have, again, one set of uh, cartridges that load, but you can play them where people have created them for different states. Uh, there's a series uh, called 15 Puzzle. It's kind of like the old um, hand game that you had the, the squares that you slid the numbers around, tried to get the numbers in order. Okay. But you do that with a where I go cartridge. Well, there is one generic cartridge out there that people have set up and then they'll have them in their particular state that you would do but they are a play anywhere cartridge so i actually went out here at the park near me and i sat and played it for each and every state and then saved the finals so that when i ever get to that particular state all of a sudden i have a where i go solve in iowa or montana or wherever it happens to be okay there's also some different hangman series that you again play for the different states and stuff, and then uh, can have the answers out there. That's interesting. So it's kind of like solving a puzzle cache in a different state and figuring out later only you're playing a cartridge of some kind. Mm -hmm. Okay. So because they, the icon in the geocaching app, even though you need a separate app to play the cartridge, when you click the geocaching icon, it loads a cache page in the app still? Yes. So okay. then are you able to edit the coordinates to input your final like you would, say, a puzzle cache? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I guess in actuality, there is two different websites out there. You've you got the geocaching website, which we're used to, and that's where all that is. And there's a where I go website. And actually, you load the people load the cartridges in, and they don't have to make a, an actual geocache. You could just put cartridges on the, the where I go website, though I don't know that anybody does that because we typically relate them to a geocache. So when you start on the geocaching, most people that create where I goes, they also put a link on their geocaching cache page that takes you over to the where I go site that you load the cartridge and then you would go ahead and play it. Then you can go back to your 
um, geocaching website and yes, update the uh, coordinates so that they would be now posted at the new final or, or some of us just add an extra waypoint called a final. Okay. So because it's, so this is, this is very different than adventure labs because adventure labs, they don't count towards, they count towards your fine total, but they don't count towards like your fizzy grid or any of that because it's not calculated the same way. It's not, log the same way do where i goes since they have the cash page do they count towards a daily streak in your your dt grid yes uh, since you actually have a cash page you have all of those difficulty terrain ratings and and all that stuff there and yes those do count toward the, the different ones now there are cash streaks out there that restrict the type of a cash but as a general rule, yes, they are on all of your, your standard stats. We're an adventure lab since there is not a difficulty terrain rating. And actually, we don't even have location associated with it. They do not count the same because I can make stages of my adventure lab be anywhere I want in the world, regardless of where the original icon is. I thought they had a limit on that now they may have implemented it. it it wasn't originally because there was some some different ones where they were virtual ones out in the middle of the ocean oh geez but on the other ones well like uh i think the start of a where i go and the final have to now also have to be within a certain distance but you can actually have stages in a where i go cartridge that could be hundreds of miles away, like the one down there in Springfield is. Okay. I'm not sure why you would want to do that, but that's interesting that you can. Yeah. This particular one was telling the story of some sort of bank robber or whatever that you were, and they actually followed where the people physically went, but. Oh, uh, that is kind of neat, but that's yeah, really crazy how far in between that goes. Yeah. Is there any instance that you're aware of where it takes multiple cartridges to complete a where I go, or is each where I go completely contained in its own cartridge? As far as I've encountered, they are all within one cartridge. Okay. Now I have even had one cartridge that will give me that could give me the answer for several of them. Uh, there's a geoart up in between Nebraska and Iowa that it's like 105 where I goes and you'd open up one cartridge and it would have, you'd play it 10 times for 10 different uh, where I goes in that art. And then you'd get another cartridge and you'd play it for 10 different ones. They were answering questions type thing. Oh. But Generally speaking, it's a one-to-one -one ratio. I would say 99% of them are out there that one-to-one. -one. Okay. Since the Where I Goes are housed through a different website, even if the physical cache is no longer there and it's been archived, are we still able to access the Where I Go cartridges and play them? Yes, you are. I went out and looked at that one 
Geocachetopia, and I think it is still out there. That's the one if somebody was interested in uh, starting some ones. It's really cool because he went to a great lengths to put the source in there and put exclamations of how he did a lot of the stuff and it was almost like a tutorial on how to do geocache or where it goes. It sounds like it is it can be such a complex and such a simple thing all at the same time, depending on how you do it and what you do with it. Yeah. It, it had such potential and is so awesome. And that's why the people that worked with the where I goes wouldn't let it die. So to speak, because when ground speak kind of quit supporting it, it kind of started to fall out of favor, but then there was a community of cashers that have, taken it on and made it their own and tried to keep it going enhanced because it has a tremendous amount of potential to do. And I really enjoy a lot of them. Don't get to play as many of them as I'd like, uh, especially when we're traveling because again, you don't know what you're going to get into if it's going to be a few minute thing or if you're going to be there all day long. And sometimes you don't have that much time when you're traveling cross country. Right. I personally, when I was trying to research for this, I could not find Anything stating why Groundspeak sort of abandoned the Where I Goes? Is there anything you ever heard about that? I have not uh, heard anything. It just the best I understood from the forum stuff that I and people I've talked to was they just it was an idea they started with and then decided or just didn't keep following through and then after a while just decided to table it as an idea. But nothing was ever said one way or the other, and they've never officially least it to where it becomes developed by somebody else. So that's why these other builders have actually had to build their own brand new platform. They couldn't even use geocachings as a basis. Oh, so that's why there's a whole different host website for the cartridges. No, the, the, the where ago no? cartridge site that was originally by Groundspeak, but oh. this year ago and year ago, those are all developed totally on their own off over in Europe for the most part. Okay. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. Just kind of pondering that for a second. The whole <laughs> taking all that in. That's huh. Like all types of geocaches, it seems like a mixed bag if people love them or avoid them. Yeah. Uh I know there's a lot of people that won't ever deal with the where I go just because it is a lot more complicated and except than I also knew people that never would do a puzzle cache. Like I'm into geocaching. I go find the cache and that's it. I don't want to have to do any other thinking and, and stuff. And where I go is, is one of those that can be very, very fun if you get into it. But also I've gotten into a few cartridges that have been a bit annoying or not as well built, but that can happen. Did you ever start any that you just said this, cartridge is not for me and gave up on it yeah we had one that uh we were traveling with a, another couple that we uh travel with and we stopped to do this one was on a college campus and we got out there in the middle of their campus thing and started doing that and we was an hour and a half and still had not gotten what we felt like was even halfway through it and kept having to backtrack and so forth and so we finally just says we got to move on <laughs> It's just not working. It was interesting, but it was just confusing. And we kept tripping over ourselves a little bit. And I've had a few others that I tried to do and was having trouble where my device was crashing. 
that's been several years ago that I finally give up on. But most of them nowadays, if I've decided to do it, we have had good luck with it. Part of it is I try to read the cash page enough and make sure that I understand what I'm getting myself in for and whether or not I think I have a, enough time to actually commit to it. On the cash page, since it does have your typical cash page, the hint that's provided, is that typically for the actual physical location, physical container? That again can run the gambit. Um, it's nice if they were to put a hint for maybe the, the cartridge or hint for the, the find. I guess really I have not seen too many hints about what you're going to have to answer in the cartridge. Because usually that, once you get into it, you're on the cartridge only. Okay. I guess there I would say the hint is probably more for the find more often. And the size of the container can range anywhere just like the traditional cash can? Correct. Okay. So container-wise, it's just like a traditional cash, but we find it a completely different way than just going to GC. Correct. Yeah, I mean... You have to do through the cartridge to at least get the information. And I guess on occasion, the cartridge could literally take you to where when you're done, oh, I'm right at the cache. Some of them, it'll tell me, and then I may have to go somewhere else to find that final cache. Uh, I've had a few of them where I played the game, completed it, and then the final was a mile away from there. Oh, so you may, depending on how far it is and how much time you have, you may have to plan on coming back for the final a different time. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Do you have any final tips or advice about where I goes to share with us? The big thing is if you just kind of keep an open mind and, and, and try to have fun with it and do realize that most of the time when you're playing a where go cartridge, it is its own simulated world. The questions it asks may or may not relate to what you're physically doing. It's like I said, I use the example of this mall that I had on go around. And when you played it, when you got to a certain point and it was going to ask you that in the, the locations you would see, it would show me that there was a, another person in there that I went to. I didn't go to a physical person. So I may not actually have something physically there. It may all be contained with questions in the cartridge itself. So you just got to realize it can be in a uh, fantasy world. <laughs> and if it is, it's really can be kind of fun. I, I may get hate for this, but when you say about it being in a fantasy world, I can't help but think about Pokemon Go. And I know so many people hate when you compare geocaching to Pokemon Go. But I think in some where I go instances, the virtual world, at least, is it's kind of the similar idea. It has nothing to do with your physical location. Yes, exactly. The, the one other cartridge I wrote, it's called uh, Save the Zoo at Mackin Park, I believe. But basically, in it, as you walked around a path that goes around the park, the cartridge pops up and says, oh, you now see a, a kangaroo or a, a camel or some animal. And you have to then interact. But there's nothing there. It's all just the cartridges says that it's there. So it's like in that way, the Pokemon, when you're actually trying to find the different Pokemon characters that are not physically there. But some cartridges, I actually have to go look at a like a house and count how many physical windows are there. So I actually have some. So it could be either way. Do you have a favorite where I go that you have created? I, I think this Mac and Park Save the Zoo is probably my most favorite because like I say, is every player that plays it 
gets a different experience. It could take you a half an hour walking around the path. It could take you two hours if you happen to answer questions wrong or just the how the randomness of the cartridge is that it uh, kind of there. And I had to laugh. I wrote that one for one of our picnics. And it was so funny to have groups of people walking around and look at each other going, I see this and I see that. And, <laughs> and, and that was due to a random number generator, right? Uh-huh. I had random events happen. It, it would show you that an animal was there or it would show you something else you needed for the animal or not. And I didn't even show you where the zones were. You just walked and all of a sudden in the background, it showed that you were in a zone or you walked into a zone and then an event could happen. Maybe you would see something, maybe you wouldn't. So you could literally play that one 10 times and have 10 different experiences. Exactly. That would be fun to just do and go play that one, I think, even <laughs> after you find the cache. It sounds really interesting. Something kind of different. And I guess I, I've got a, a second one like that, a, a maze one that you go through and it's kind of has the, the maze changes as you walk through it. But it's not near as fun as that one that has just total randomness. <laughs> <laughs> And that's here in the Kansas City area. That's awesome. I'm going to have to come out and try that one sometime if I, if I have time and I'm in that area. I don't make it to that side of the border very often. It's a little farther than we think across the state of Missouri. It, it is. It is a bit of a trek. <laughs> it is a bit of a trek, but I, I do have a couple caches that way on my geocaching bucket list that I, I hope to get to at some point. So I'll have to add that one to it. <laughs> well, Steve, thank you so much for coming on here today and helping us understand where I goes. This has been very enlightening to me <laughs> for awesome. sure. Thank you for the invite and give me the opportunity to talk about them and have fun and also the remind myself of some of the stuff I did and where it goes over the years. <laughs> it's been a blast. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for listening to Geocache Adventures. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of FTF Magazine? It's the magazine for geocachers, filled with articles and snippets sent in by geocachers just like you. I'm a subscriber myself, and I love it. Check them out today at ftfgo.com and tell them Shadow Dragon 1 sent you. Would you like to be a guest on a show or have a topic you'd like to hear covered? Reach out and let me know. Just go to the geocacheadventures.org website and click on the contact page to reach out.